Want to drive greater success in social commerce? With Deloitte's latest creator economy research, you can. After surveying over 500 creators and 500 brands, our insights are helping CMOs and marketing teams harness the power of content creators. And not only that, but how to do it well. See for yourself by visiting cmo.deloitte.com today. This episode of the CMO Podcast is part of our Leadership During Crisis series. For these short episodes, I am inviting back previous guests to see how they are leading during the pandemic, how they are addressing new challenges, and how they are providing for their consumers, their employees, and the public during these unprecedented times. My guest on this episode of Leadership During Crisis is Erica Nardini, the CEO of Barstool Sports. We are revisiting the conversation we have with Erica to focus on how she is leading during the pandemic and how she is so fortunate that Barstool Sports has pivoted to create much more content than just sports. Erica speaks about the agility needed, the communication, the creativity, and how important it is to keep positive and keep momentum. Here's my conversation with Erica Nardini. Thank you for doing this. I know this is a crazy week for you. you yeah, absolutely. You, I think you you have you have everyone working from home, and I know mm-hmm. we were supposed to record this yesterday, but it was a chaotic day for you. Yes. I'd like to stay on that thought for a moment as we start the podcast. We we okay. are in the middle of the coronavirus national emergency, so I want you to tell us a little bit about uh, what you're learning as a CEO in this unprecedented time. There's no playbook. You know, it's it's interesting. So we were to be, this is March Madness season, which is a huge season for sports betting. It's a huge season for sports fans. We were this week to be embarking today on a tour that was going to take us to four stops. We had wrapped an RV. We were sending dozens of people to do live shows and watch parties uh, and we were really excited about it. Um, and obviously, all of those plans have been put by the wayside. So, you know, what's, I think, been interesting is you, you, you kind of have to abandon every plan that you have in a time like this. Uh, and you have to make new plans. And you're making plans in a time where there's a lot of uncertainty. No one knows how long this is going to last for. No one knows how severe it's going to be. Um There's a lot of personal anxiety because it has to do with people's health. People have different um, levels of tolerance for uncertainty, um, personal safety. So it's been a lot, uh, very honestly. I think there's just the reactions to coronavirus have really run the gamut. What, What I've really felt as a CEO and just with our company is the best thing I can do is to be prepared uh, to be as nimble as possible. We don't, you know, I, I'm basically saying, hey, we're taking this day by day. So, you know, we, we've we kept the office open as long as we could. It became very apparent over the weekend and yesterday that things are certainly escalating. Uh, we want our office to be safe inter- and virus-free, to be honest with you. We're a content company. So, you know, the other big drumbeat that I think is important or that that we think is important is 
what people are turning to right now is content. And what they've always turned to with Barstool Sports is a brand that provides an escape. So we still want to be that. We feel a very big responsibility to keep making the content and keep being entertaining and keep being funny. Um, but it's hard to be funny in a time that's not very funny. So, you know, we're, we're just, we're kind of feeling our way through it is, is what I would say. What are you, what are you doing? How do you, how do you, you know, I, I agree with this is tough. It's not a time to be funny. All the late night comedy shows are yeah. canceled, et cetera, et cetera. So what's your strategy for content in these times? I mean, you're beyond sports now, right? You're pop mm-hmm. culture as well. But what, how, what, how, how are your creators thinking about that? We're, we're fortunate that we're not just sports. Um, you know, I put out a tweet uh, last week of, you know, Sports Center, ESPN's running Sports Center 24-7. It's hard to run Sports Center when there's no sports. I'm very grateful and really proud that, uh, that our talent and personalities can and do talk about literally anything. Um, the other piece that, you know, we're built on the internet and the internet is virtual. So, you know, we have a top Snapchat show called The Group Chat. Yesterday, our personalities did that from three ha- three apartments. They did it over FaceTime. They put the show out as planned. They got the ads ad reads in as planned. So, um, you know, podcasts will do remotely. Snapchat shows will do remotely. Stool streams, you know, we have a, or stool scenes. We have a show uh, that's just the kind of the document documenting of life at Barstool. That will all be virtual. People are sending in their videos of. This is what my week is like at home. Um, you know, we have we have our golf guy has a putting green set up next to his washing machine and his refrigerator, and that's what he's doing. Um, we have, you know, a guy in Florida right now catching marlin, and he's just like, I'm going to stay down there. I don't want to be in New York City. So we're trying to be as flexible as possible, as creative as possible, certainly, and we also want to be consistent. So the podcast will go on. Our radio show will go on. Uh, the Snapchat shows, the TikToks, the video shows will go on. I think that's actually what makes us very different from a traditional media company is that the traditional media companies, when the studio is closed, everything stops. And because we were never built with studios, we don't think that way. So I think it's a big opportunity for us to to be more prolific. And we also have a culture and a DNA of creation. So, you know, I'm excited for this time in some regards of like how creative can we get and how many new shows and ideas can we create? Um, and, and that's really what I think the most optimistic, hopeful side of us is focused on. It sounds fabulous, actually. Yeah, it's unleashing. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it's very human. You're showing what yeah. life is, and you know, it's messy. Yeah, it's messy, but that's also uh, this is where you tap into your creativity and your talent and get their ideas coming forward, which it sounds like you're exactly doing. Yeah. Yep. So we're you know we're confident that we will keep going for as long as humanly possible. The worst thing that could happen is we get sick. Um, but you know what you'll see from Barstool Sports is if our talent and personalities get sick that we're going to talk about it. And, you know, that's part of what makes this such a neat place is that there's really nothing off limits. And some people can take that as a bad thing. But in a time like this, 
as everyone in the on the planet literally is muddling their way through to figure it out, we're we're doing that same thing and telling our story why we do it. Yeah. We're all my little company's all working remote as well. And my yep. marketing director just texted us all a picture before I start this podcast of her one year old just creating havoc at home. There's just food everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, hey, happy quarantine, guys. How's it yeah. going at your place? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I think, you know, it's it's funny. We created uh, my college friends. Co- college friends found this app called House Party. And so we've made this thing where every night at 8 o'clock there's a cocktail party. And there's 10 people in the chat and there's trivia games and people are just so you know I think the neat thing about humanity is people will still connect and people will make connections with one another and make content from that and uh, you know I love that I love content we just recently recorded a podcast with Jenny Avalon at Uber and she's head of marketing for the U.S. and she is doing virtual lunches three times a day three times a week yeah so everyone Completely. just gets together, have lunch, they chat, they catch up, they do what they would normally would. It's just getting yeah. all sorts of creative ideas to keep our human connection and our creativity going. Yeah, it's great. And it's also neat to see what people do with their time. I'm still in the little bit lost phase of like, oh God, this is, I feel a little lost. I'm a little, I'm not sure what to do with myself. Uh, you know, I looked on Twitter this morning, we have a guy on our team, John Feidelberg, who's learning how to play the ukulele. So it's, you know, people will be weird and funny and unique in what they do with their time and and in how they find other people. So I, I think, it, you know, I think it will be, it will change us as a, as a nation and as, you know, globally, but some things remain fundamental and true. People will try to connect with one another. People will endeavor to do things that make them happy and where they create fulfillment. And I think it just remains to be seen how those things play out. Yeah. One thing we're doing is, you know, there's always long-term projects you never get to because of the daily grind and the mm-hmm. things that are coming in and so Absolutely. on. So, so now we're kind of saying, what are those couple long-term things where we can now like really dive into? I'm in the same place, like Q4, you know, like I'm trying to think, you know, we just recently took an investment from Penn National, which is a large uh, casino and sports betting operator. And I I think that something's going to happen in sports whereby sports and sports betting are are not going to be two different things. Betting is sport. And I have in my mind this positioning for it of how I'm, how I want to tell that story and what does that mean and what does that mean for a brand and what does that mean for content? And, you know, I've, I've had that on my to-do list for two months now of like, how do I write that? How do I make that happen? And, you know, now we'll bring that to life because we have time to do so. Well, give your new investors my best. I grew up near Penn National. And when I was younger, I used to go to the racetrack. Absolutely. They're great. Um, we spent last week with them in Las Vegas, which was actually very interesting you know, they were explaining Vegas. Las Vegas is a town of bust and boom and just the way the casino business has been built. And it's really it's really interesting, especially for us. We're a digital business. I'm a digital person. Uh, but to see brick and mortar and to have partners who come from that world is, is very cool. This will be fun to watch. What would you say is the key to success for today's CMO? If you said data, you wouldn't be the only one. At Deloitte, however, we believe data is only half of the equation. The other half, story. 
because data is the language of business, but story is the language of humans. And we believe the most successful CMOs know how to harness the power of both data and story. To learn more about Deloitte's CMO program and how we can help today's CMOs succeed, visit cmo.deloitte.com. So now, listen, you're, you're now at Barstool, four years as CEO, super hot company. Your valuation, what, I don't know, 13, 15 years ago was $15 million. And now Four it's years like ago, 450 yep. million. Yep. And, you know, and you've got lots and lots of fans. So what could others learn about this rocketing growth that you've been such a part of? Uh, I mean, I've loved, I've loved Barstool Sports. I'm so proud to work here. I'm, I get up every day. I'm so excited. I'm going, I've, I've literally, this is the first day I've stayed home in this quarantine and I'm like itching to go back to work. <laughs> I, I wish I was in the office right now. Um, I would say we are very pure in what we care about and all we care about is content. And if you care about the content and you care about the audience, uh, it keeps your eyes on the prize. Like we are a company that moves really fast. We don't have a lot of, of, I mean, we do have structure, but we have a very, we have a very nimble structure. Um, But our blinders are on what I believe are really the right things, which is content and audience. Now, we have people who only think about how do we incorporate brands into that content or how do we make t-shirts or how do we build new products or how do we make the technology work? But they are all in service of those two things, content and audience. And when you can look at things which with such clarity, it it makes you smell things that are too good to be true and probably aren't. It keeps your priorities and your money and your company focus in the right place. It keeps you from bullshitting yourself for somebody else. You know, one of the big things that we've, you know, obviously taken investment from Penn. I like how we structured our partnership whereby Penn is an investor. They sit on our board. They will take our brand to be their sports book. But we run this company independently. And what I'm interested in in is growing Barstool Sports. And in all facets, all facets and aspects in the same way we've done it the last, you know, Dave Portnoy, the founder, and I have done it in the last four years and in the same way he did it in the 16 years before that. So I think the big lesson is focus and purity of mission. And, you know, it would be funny. I would talk to people. I would talk to people, mentors and such when I was at Barstool or when I was new to Barstool and over the last four years, and they would say like, but your mission isn't crisp enough. It's not big enough. It's not, it's not aspirational enough. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I, I get that, but I'm not making a mission for a slide to share at a keynote. I'm making a true mission for this company. And that mission is, is very clean and very pure and very easy to understand. So I, I think- how do, you, how do you articulate that mission, Erica? You know, our mission is to make content that entertains people and to that's that's what we do. As CEO, what is your absolutely number one priority? Uh, Talent. Our people. Our people. I care so much about our company and our team and our people. And I think the single best thing I can do is to listen to them create an environment where they can be successful, find people who we need to push us to the next level. Recruiting is huge. Um, and 
people need different things. Talent and personalities need freedom and, and toys and things to play with and things to do. Um, business people sometimes need structure. Um, they need resource to go, you know, to go achieve things. So I, I, I think the single biggest thing I care about are our talent and our, our talent, our company. Beautiful. And, uh... I couldn't agree more, by the way. It's always about the people, right? I don't, care, I don't care what industry you're in. It's always about the people. That was my conversation with Erica Nardini. I just loved how this leader is so positive, so forward-looking, so engaged with her team and their partners, and so positive during this time of stress. That's it for this episode of our Leadership During Crisis series. We hope you enjoyed this follow-up episode and found value and insight into how these leaders and brands are operating during this pandemic. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I would be so grateful if you shared it with your friends and if you gave the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show and get notified every time we publish a new episode. The CMO Podcast is a Gallery Media Group original production.